Welcome back to Feedback Loop. This is a podcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm Joey. And we're talking about music. Specifically, this week, we're talking about the album Shallow Grave by The Tallest Man on Earth, which is a very bold claim. I don't think he can back that up. Yeah, it is a bold claim. <laughs> Hopefully, you can figure out why he named himself that after listening to this we'll, album. We'll see. This album is kind of a folksy, bluegrassy album. Uh, the tallest man on earth himself is Swedish. So it's a, it's an interesting combination of uh, a Swedish man making what, in my mind anyways, is traditionally American music. Well, it is. He's uh, Mr. Christian Matson is his Christian name. Christian Matson um, Was very much inspired by like Bob Dylan. Uh, I believe Nick Drake is one of his in- inspirations. You mean Drake and Josh, but he's, right? Yeah, yeah, Drake and Josh, yes. Jo- Drake, Drake Bell, and Josh Peck, they started a duo, uh, influenced Tallest Man on Earth. It's impressive That's what the reach that those guys have. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's, uh, why, why did you choose this album? Um, I chose this album because, I don't know, I he's the Tallest Man on Earth. Chris, I'm going to call him Christian because... Uh, the reason you're on a first name basis with him. He, yeah, I'm on a first name basis with. <laughs> well, the thing is, he's actually recently been doing live streams on his YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Just like he'll just play a bunch is of music that like because of I think it was the the pandemic that's currently happening or is or is it happening before then? Um, it's he's doing the live streams because of the pandemic. He wants to just reach out with people like he just goes on there and takes requests like this past week, I think it was on Friday, he just did a whole hour and a half of covers that people had requested. Nice. Before that, he played... It was The Wild Hunt is one of his other studio albums. He played that album in its entirety because a bunch of people were requesting it. Yeah, uh, Alyssa, your partner, said that that was her, one of her like top five favorite albums of all time. I thought it was interesting that you chose this one instead. Yeah, it's... uh. Given, I don't know. I thought it would have been. I thought it would be a, a better next step. I guess. Sure. To, to follow because up that I don't know. Album. Yeah. Granted, the very first song I heard by the tallest man on earth was off of the Wild Hunt. But I don't know. Shallow Grave. I like it more. It's more raw. I like it because of that. I can dig it. I like each of his albums diff- for a different reason. I like this one because it's more raw it's just like a guy and his guitar or banjo whatever he's Indeed. playing but so yeah the the album art of this album there's not a whole lot to discuss it's the picture of this uh, a picture of this guy not the picture of a sky it's <laughs> a picture of the sky the one and only sky got some clouds in it it's got some nice blue in it uh and it has in a very simple font his his artist name says the tallest man on earth debut album shallow grave and it has some like descriptive text which isn't commonly seen on the front of album so it has like cat.nr which i'm assuming is like category number or uh, yeah i think it was like the number of his in the catalog Catalog of the record wherever that like whatever studio he recorded yeah and it says gr028 which I think is explained in the following line. It also has some long code, which I'm guessing is like an ISBN or something. 
but mm-hmm. it's a CNP Gravitation Sweden 2008. So I think that's like where he was, the label he was working with, and and the year he recorded it and stuff like that. Which is it's interesting because again, I don't think I've seen that on many albums, if any. Uh, nothing's coming to mind. Yeah, and I mean, not to read too much into it, but I think it kind of plays to his whole like putting it out there, like because this album is just him. It's just him recording himself. Some of the out like actual state of the recording is kind of like rougher quality, yeah. I guess. Just like our podcast. And I think it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, I think it's kind of just him like putting it all out there, being like, "This is just here's the number, the catalog number of what I recorded in this and this." It's just yeah. a picture. The background is the sky. Just very simple, minimalistic. It works, and and I, I think know. the reason he chose this guy, uh, well, I guess I don't know the reason, but I think the fact that he chose this guy kind of fits the theme of this album, uh, and I'll kind of explain why Definitely. after we go through it, because there's kind of a theme that I picked up on, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get to that uh, afterwards. With that being said, let's uh, go ahead and jump into it. We have 10 songs on this album, 30 minutes, another short album, coming from Joey. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I gotta pick those short yeah, albums. We have man. to wax poetically about short albums uh, every, every week now <laughs> uh, until we hit a long album. It's gonna be a theme. Uh, but we'll see. The first track, I Won't Be Found. It, this track, it starts off, it's, it's got some nice guitars. Uh, I really like oh, the yeah. guitar in it. And his voice, I just, I cannot decide still to this at, at this point whether or not I like them or I can't stand them. Which, I mean, I guess I can stand them, yeah. but it, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Because as we mentioned, he's Swedish, imitating an, a very American, a very, like, southern country-esque uh, singing. So, like, I like his melodies, and I like the texture of his voice, but there's some weird, like, enunciations or emphasis that he puts on things. Probably because definitely, he's Swedish. Definitely. But it, it almost sounds like he's overcompensating for being Swedish and trying to sing mm-hmm. like an American. And, and it's, he's taking it a step too far, I think, in my opinion. And that's because before we got on here, I kind of said, like, I don't know. I thought I knew how you would react to this album and his voice, given how you said you originally felt about Theo's voice from Nana Grizzle. Yeah. I kind of, I was like, I don't know if he's going to really like jive <laughs> with christian's voice yeah i mean and but, we've mentioned before i'm very picky with vocals so i i think yeah i i think it's reasonable to have that expectation of me and you, you weren't totally off the mark um but yeah it, it just kind of like sometimes he sounds kind of like droopy dog a little bit which is mm-hmm. a, a very strange reference but that's where my mind went yeah no i, I feel in, you. in this song specifically he was like adding syllables to words like he ends mm-hmm. his lines by saying like in the meadow or like ha at yeah. the end, or like the Serengeti ha, which just doesn't make <laughs> sense to me. Uh, he does it a couple times. How much, Bo- how much Bob Dylan have you? Not a whole to? lot, honestly. Okay. Um, but I, I'm aware okay. that I'm not a big fan of Bob Dylan's voice either or his singing style. Okay. Cause he's, he's kind of in the same vein of singing style as Bob Dylan. Yeah. I would say, but he has a better voice. I think. Yeah, that's probably fair. Well, I mean, I don't like Bob Dylan that much. Like, 
Like I get it. Yeah. Bob Dylan has had a huge impact on music and he's in mm-hmm. so many things that people don't realize, but uh, I just, I don't know. I can't get into his music. Yeah. And I will say ha- part, part way through the week, I kind of reconsidered this album right. from the tallest man on earth simply because this before this project he was the singer in kind of like a rock band so his voice was more raw in it and then he switched to this which i feel like he, he carried definitely over suit like yeah like beginning he's kind of like screaming a lot and it's raspy yeah. and like kind of out there and he still ha- had a pretty heavy swedish accent I mean, he still does, kind of, but he had a heavier Swedish accent whenever he was recording this album. Yeah, honestly, I don't think I would have noticed that. I, I would have noted that he sounded strange, but I don't think I would have been able to say, like, mm-hmm. oh, he's clearly, like, Scandinavian or whatever. I think he has a pretty good American yeah. voice, but there's just some he weird does. things that he, he chooses to do with it that I can't really yeah. can't get into. Yeah, and, like, na- nowadays, his voice, it, he's reined it in a lot, like... He has kind of your more standard folk voice, but he's still got like what makes him him. Right. But it's it's definitely reined in more nowadays. Interesting. So so maybe I'll like one of his newer albums. Yeah, like if you tried his newest album, I can't can't think of the name of it, but whatever his newest album is, I think you might like that more. Okay. But maybe maybe I wanted to start off on this one. <laughs> uh, I think his his newest album is called "I Love You." It's a fever dream. It is. Maybe I'll check that out after the show. But yeah, lyrically, I won't be found. It kind of took me a minute to come to a conclusion on, and that's kind of something that happens throughout this album, is mm-hmm. I don't know if it's how he uses metaphors or if he just uses strange idioms, but a lot of the a lot of the songs, it took me a, kind of a, a couple listens to like process what he was getting at. But I think the song is kind of about him wanting to see the world and explore and then settle down somewhere that no one will ever find him, which is kind of like, I guess it's not necessarily contradictory, but he talks about wanting to mm-hmm. go places, but also wanting to stay someplace. Okay, so I'm glad you actually said that and put so much emphasis on, I think, because the way he uses metaphors and the way he talks about things, um, it's just so vague. Like, Everything that I yeah. wrote down this week, it includes the words, I think he means this. I think I've listened to this album so many times and like, I still don't know what he's talking about fully. And I still don't, I still can't yeah. figure out exactly what it means. And I, I think it has something <laughs> to do with the fact that he, like you said, he's Swedish. He's learning an American more American style of music yeah. from American folk musicians like uh, like like Bob Dylan, who uses so many types of metaphors in his songs, so many ambiguities. Uh, somebody who's a non-English speaker kind of trying to learn that. I think that something there caused him to be extra vague, I guess, with his metaphors. I'm I'm glad you said that because I was worried about that through most of this album, just like not being a hundred percent. No, it's the fuck uh, he's talking it's about. fair, and it's something that like like with his voice, I think over time it's gotten I guess quote unquote better depending on what you would see as better, but uh, as time has gone on, sure. it's gotten a little bit less vague. But uh, 
So what I see from this song is, like you said, him wanting to kind of get away. I, I think this song is about like being able to disappear, wanting to be able to disappear, I guess. Like, just go somewhere where you won't be found, but like somewhere different. Go Go away and just be away from people, I guess. That's kind of what I've always got from it. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. It's kind of a relatable thing, being being able to find a place to call your own and not mm-hmm. interact with a lot of people. Uh, at least it's appealing to me as a very, I don't want to say antisocial, but uh, yeah. uh, I'm not a people person. Maybe an introvert would be a better word. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, the next song, if, if you're done with that one, because... Uh... Yeah. Man, Pistol Dreams, like, the next song, it, it's called Pistol Dreams. Once again, I don't entirely know what the song is about. <laughs> it's uh... the, the song, I specifically didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> I, I noted, I have no clue what the song means. It seems like a lot of nonsense lyrics. Yeah. Musically, I think it's fine. But out of all of the tracks, this one I just I couldn't figure out. So, what I kind of think it's about what I've kind of, I guess, gleaned over the years is like, you're trying to work on issues with someone and I don't know, like you can't. So Mm -hmm. I I will say uh, I looked these lyrics up on lyric genius and there was a theory that someone had that kind of seemed interesting. And I guess it kind of made sense, Mm -hmm. but I, I didn't, I didn't glean that myself and I didn't want to take credit for that. And I didn't want to like necessarily support it, but it seems that there's a lot of religious context to this album. So it starts off. He says, so deep into the orchard, you'll stumble on the skins of snakes. And this person suggested that they're referring to the garden of Eden and making a mistake. So stumbling on the skins of snakes is is them. Someone making a mistake literally and the the rest of the song kind of like has a of some various consequences of that such as Noah flooding the world uh because he mentions uh something about on a far out ocean with a whale and they'll paint the house with water uh, and stuff like that so it's it seems vague but uh i can kind of see it uh specifically at some point he says you said i look just like mosiah yeah, which I must, which could be interpreted as Messiah. Yeah, that's what I always thought he was saying. Like I always thought he was saying, "I look just like Messiah." But yeah, I guess Mosiah. So there, there could be some some religious thing. Uh, the lyric genius lyrics say Mosiah. Okay. That's the only reason I said that. Uh, but it could actually be Messiah. But yeah, so it, I guess it it lines up. But uh, I don't know. I didn't feel comfortable just agreeing with that but if that's the leading theory that we have then so be it i could kind of see that simply because of later songs on this album seeming to have some i don't i haven't there there was one song in specific later in the album that i kind of got a similar vibe i suppose but i I hadn't really picked up on a a lot of religious references yeah and i mean from knowing him i don't think he's really a religious person but i i mean i don't know like yeah i mean it could just be that he he wanted to write about it yeah and and granted i think the song with that religious context or that religious filter is more about like accepting your mistakes and living with them 
uh, just using religion as kind of a comparison for that and saying like, hey, the Garden of Eden, they fucked up. And now I've stumbled into the, the same situation. Yeah. And now I have to deal with uh, consequences. Yeah. I like what I kind of get from this is with another person, if you're trying to work on issues, you're so caught up in kind of your side of it that you don't even yeah. pay attention, I guess, to how the other person is taking you trying to fix these issues. And I mean, like I said, the work, like, the lyrics are so ambiguous, I guess. Right. But, like, I don't know. Just lyrics like, and I will boil the curtains to extract the drugs of springtimes. Like, mm. it make me think of, like, you're doing these things without thinking of the consequences. Almost like, this is going to sound, sound weird. Like, okay, you're boiling the curtains to get the essence of the sun that hits them. Then right. you don't you don't have curtains after that. Like you're not thinking of how other people might. <laughs> yeah, like, I think that theme is something that that's iterated a few times throughout this yeah. album. So I, I can see that making sense. Yeah, because we will paint our house with water to have an outlet for a sigh. Oh, and as I never see the changes, I will be useless as I try. You're painting the house yeah. with water. It's gonna knowing it's in vain. Yeah, it's in vain. Oh, oh, it's all well, we're fine. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. That's just my two cents. So yeah, I, I think it's just as valid as any other, <laughs> uh, and especially more so because I have none. <laughs> I have no notes of my own on this track. The next track, "Honey, Won't You Let Me In." This one, I could kind of understand a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems to me, it seems to be about a breakup, mm-hmm. possibly due to him cheating. I know he mentions lonely minds drifting. And he uses seasons throughout this album, and it kind of ties back to what you said in the first track. He uses nature themes a lot, yeah, which is why I, I think uh, it's okay that his, or not that it's okay, like he needs permission, but it makes sense that his album art is of this guy because yeah. nature is kind of a theme that's recurring throughout all of this, and he uses it in various different ways. In this specific song, he mentions lonely minds drifting in the winter or in the fall, so it, it seems. Like, possibly he cheated on his partner and doesn't really know what the next steps are, but he wants forgiveness. He wants to be let back in. Yeah. And that's, like, I don't want to get too ahead of myself in the album, but there, I think there are issues in a relationship he's in, talking, like, yeah. speaking to this album. And I think that some of them are definitely caused by him based on what he said in the album. Right. So I don't I don't know if it's cheating. It does seem like there might have been some infidelity based on another song that comes later in the album, definitely. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. This song I get a huge vibe of like failure to communicate, like one person is just shutting another person out and it's like, Okay, yeah. no, I'm I'm done. But it's like let me in, come on. We need to work this out. Yeah. And he was married at the time of this album i'm pretty sure if not it was shortly after so interesting yeah is he married today he is not still married in fact that is not the most recent album but the one before that was about the divorce so okay interesting i think at some point in this album he mentions divorce he does so that's interesting to me but yeah I, i out of this track there's a line that stood out to me that 
I thought it was it was interesting. Again, he uses some kind of weird metaphors, but he says it's a feather's weight. But what if it's too late to be building up our muscles into straw? Yes, uh, just kind of like being the straw that broke the camel's back, right? It's 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 yeah. a small thing, but what if it's it's too late and there are too many other small things and we can't recover from this kind of a thing? Definitely, that was an interesting analogy, man. Okay, so you took my lyrical example because that's exactly exactly what I was going to talk about. It's a good line. It is a good line. It's a very good line, and it's very relatable. Is it's like yeah, especially in like I don't know. It happens to me a lot. Like or procrastination. Whenever you're putting something off, it can be the smallest of things that just destroy everything. And I don't know. It is a very good line. Yeah, and and the fact that both of us kind of clung to that line in the song just kind of speaks to that, I think. I think it's cool. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'll make a little bit of a segue here because uh, the next song, Shallow Grave. Title uh, track. Title track of the album. I feel like this song is about, first off, banjo on this track. That happens. I love the fact. (laughs) I love the banjo. I love... I don't know. I just his guitar playing is awesome. It makes me want to play guitar. It makes me want to be out in nature, just sitting on a log in the woods somewhere playing guitar. <laughs> you can do it. I you have a guitar. You have a banjo. You know how to play them. Kind of <laughs> enough. Yeah. Enough that I could do it. Enough that I could do it. You're selling yourself short. You could do it. <laughs> I believe it. But like this song, I feel like is about trying to lessen the hurt of something that's going to happen in the future and trying to save yourself from that but realizing it's futile to do that because in reality you're just digging your own grave you're just making it a little bit shallower like you're just digging yourself a shallow grave by trying to i don't know he talks about like being in water yeah the the whole song i I took the song literally yeah. Uh, the whole song, it kind of sounds like he's wanting to kill himself, but also doesn't really have the, the the capacity or the ability to do it in full, or maybe he's having doubts. So oh, he's shit. the way he's talking about it is like, and I think it, it makes sense that it's more of a, a, a metaphor for digging your own grave metaphorically. Mm-hmm. But uh, he he's talking like he raised the ground of the river so that way, like he could still probably get out if he if he wanted to. And yeah, uh, I think he starts off by saying he's taking stones out of his pocket implying that he filled them with pockets to try and drown himself uh, or whatever, but he's kind of like having doubts. So that's kind of the the literal interpretation that I took out of it. I like that because uh, I was actually looking at the lyrics to this song specifically earlier and saw the line about uh, emptying his pockets full of stones. And yeah. I was like, that, that there has to be more to that. There has to be. <laughs> and then you saying something yeah. about it, it's like, okay, that that's probably what there was to that yeah so i think a, a combination of our answers is probably closer to the truth and that it is something that that applies to more than obviously suicide but that it just it, there's a facade of of suicide i suppose hey man two minds are better than one we figured it out together <laughs> indeed <laughs> the next track where do my bluebird fly oh yeah uh, i think this is my favorite track on the album really yeah, it's yeah, it's it's this one or one other track. Uh, we could play the guessing game again because it worked so well uh, previously. 
if you want to try and call out the other one. I, I uh, might. <laughs> but uh, it, this is another track that seems to be about his relationship failing or a shortcoming in it. He's he's using uh, autumn in this song as a season to kind of describe his relationship. Very similar to Honey, Won't You Let Me In, where he's mm-hmm. the winter. But yeah, he, he's talking about like not really like knowing where his happiness is is going and he he wants it back being symbolized by his bluebird he's not really sure where his bluebird is gone man okay i'm glad i'm so glad that you got the the happiness bluebird thing because man are birds like a huge symbol for him yeah it's he uses it in so many songs like they're I think th- three other songs on this on this album alone where he uses birds to symbolize happiness, love, just yeah. general feelings. Elation. <laughs> yeah, like an unattainable happiness or love or so- something like that. Yeah, cause and, I mean, it, the happiness is up, right? Birds are yeah. literally up, like flying through the air, and they're kind of hard to, to catch. And I think it's a good symbol. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, like you said, it seems like in the song, he's talking about a lot of different things being being wrong with the situation. And if so many things are wrong, like where can his bird, his happiness fly? Like, where can it? Yeah, where does it where can it go? And yeah, this is definitely a song I think about a relationship. Yeah. And there's a couple, like you said, he seems to be struggling with his relationship kind of throughout this track or throughout this album. Yeah. And this is another one of those tracks, I think. Man, why? I'm like putting, okay, this is, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Putting thought into all of the albums that I like. Yeah. Why are they all about like breakups, (laughs) breakups and relationships? And well, I, I don't think it's specifically albums you like. I mean, a, We've established we're both sad boys. Hashtag that's, sad boys. That's true. Um, but B, breakups are very relatable. That's why there's they so are. much pop music about it. There's there's so much of every genre of music about breakups because it's it's easy to write about and it's very relatable. That is true. That is very true. Man. So we, we just need to, to, to get through all of the albums about breakups that you enjoy. And then we'll, we'll start realizing there, there's more that aren't. But there's that's never gonna happen. I have so many. <laughs> I have that's ones good. that I haven't even like brought up to you yet. Just waiting. I'm just waiting to pull the trigger to be like, yeah, boom, this one, Sad this boy one, album. This one. <laughs> I haven't even I haven't even brought up the saddest of boy albums yet. Oh like, yeah, is it on our list? It's not. I don't even think it's on our list yet. Honestly, I'll have to ch- I like I'll have to double albums. check. Just saying. <laughs> As long as they don't have horrible vocalists. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Back back to the album at hand and not future <laughs> sad boy albums that we may sure. or may not review. Uh yeah. the next next song, The Gardener. This is one of his most well known songs. And uh it's the the song that his namesake kind of fits into, I feel like, because at one point he talks about he, this song is about what I've always seen as him doing so many things to keep up an image of himself in his significant yeah. other's mind. Like he's doing all these things to be like, no, I want you to see me this way. I want... And he's 
specifically in, in the literal sense, he's killing people. <laughs> yep. And this is the song that I think there may be infidelity on because he talks about the spy in his in his chimney, I believe. And yeah, the spy's uh, he, in his chimney, and there's like a leak in his phone. Yeah, and he wants from all the evidence I've burned. Like the spy is in his chimney because of all the evidence he burned. So right that he's hanging out where he would have burned the evidence and he's killing the spy to get rid of it so that's kind of what makes me think like whatever whatever's going wrong he had a part in it yeah and, uh, he's trying to cover it up yeah and he's doing all this to stay the tallest man in your eyes so he's he yeah wants he literally to the, says that yeah he wants to be the tallest man on earth in the eyes of this other person. Yes. It's it's a very interesting metaphor because he's he again the song's called The Gardener uh and he's killing these people and burying them in his garden. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I think it ends with him uh and her walking through the garden and he kind yep. of feels this like weird happiness that the people that he's killed are are giving his garden life that he's yeah. kind of concealing all of his his past flaws to keep his partner with him. And I mean in another sense, like the garden itself is a metaphor for the relationship because he right. is the gardener taking care of it. Yeah. Trying. I guess that's what you were getting at. I don't know. I'm over here yeah. like it's trying fun. to have revelations and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm so smart. He's the gardener. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I but, mean, it's valid. Yeah. Like that's, I think that's absolutely what the song is about is him trying to maintain his relationship after doing some less than stellar things and trying to hide them. But he's, he's a gardener. He is the gardener and the tallest gardener alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That, you saying that just made me think of how many times I've tried to Google this guy or like find songs by him on YouTube. And it shows up <laughs> as like Robert Wadlow, the tallest man that ever lived or something. <laughs> And I'm just like, dude, I want to hear music. I don't want to watch yeah. Guinness Book of World Records video. Okay, that's way too <laughs> off topic. Let's. It's fine. It's fine. We'll bring it back in. <laughs> the next track on the album is The Blizzard's Never Seen the Desert Sands. This is the one. Is this your other favorite song? This is my other favorite song. Yes! This it's one another is... Banjo my, track. This is my favorite song on this album. Cool. So we're, we're kind of on the same page here. Yeah. Uh, it's another banjo track, which makes sense that it's it's your favorite because mm-hmm. uh, you're a big fan of banjos. Man, I love them. Musically, though, I really enjoy this track through and through. It's all like there, there's some good melodies, there's good progression in it. I just kind of like like the whole thing. Uh, lyrically, kind of going back to what we, we mentioned earlier, this song seems to be about throwing caution to the wind. And just living life however you want to in the moment. Very mm-hmm. much just kind of going with the flow. I see. I get that. I get that a lot. And I also get another, like, added, I guess, a, another layer of it where it's talking about, I mean, the name of the song is The Blizzard's Never Seen the Desert Sand. Talking about how there's beauty, how there's, like, forces in the world that you can never be aware of. Yeah, I don't know. Just talking about how singular the experience of a person is, like how insulated it is to be like, okay, well, I, I grew up, I lived my whole life in this one spot, and there's all this stuff I never saw, but the stuff that I've seen and lived, somebody else 
in that other part of the world will never see or experience. So I don't know. Right. It's yeah. I think that makes sense. It's kind of how I've always seen it. I think what really drove me to the conclusion that I, that I drew is the last like verse, I guess uh, he, he says, I've never understood a written plan. I've set my house on fire. Cause I don't need it anymore. Yeah. Uh, which is a very reckless thing to do, but <laughs> don't do that. Uh, you know? Yeah. I mean, no, don't do that. I was going to try and justify it, but don't. (laughs) There was was a guy two grades below me that got arrested for doing that. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting story we'll have to talk about at some point in the future, I think. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's a good track. It's second favorite, if not my favorite, tied with uh, Where Did My Bluebird Fly. Speaking of bluebirds, though... (gasps) The Sparrow and the Medicine? The next the track on this the album? is the next track. <laughs> Birds. <laughs> Birds. Dude, I'm telling you. Okay, so this one. Let me get real tinfoil hatty on this one. Because okay. uh, <laughs> I think this one ties, like, I, I don't know why I said tinfoil hatty. But, uh, so it ties <laughs> into the whole bird thing. Because he's saying he wants to be the medicine to feed the sparrow in in this person's heart. Yeah. So he's saying, literally talking about there's a sparrow in her heart that he wants to take care of. Yeah. And so it's just forcing down your throat the fact that birds equal love, happiness, these good <laughs> emotions. And right. at the the first the first verse or first chorus, the words that he says are this person is saying I don't want, I don't need your medicine. I don't, yeah. I don't need the sparrow in my heart. Like they're rejecting his whole even metaphor of having right. the birds mean love or happiness. So, yeah. I don't know. This, this, this seemed like another breakup song to me, but it's a bit more complicated than just they don't, they don't get along. This one, like you said, it, it's like she's rejecting him, at least in the state that he's in. Yeah, uh, kind of a she. She says, "I don't want your medicine. I don't need the sparrow in my heart." Kind of implying that he's trying to fix something that she doesn't want fixed. Yeah, uh, and even though he makes her happy, perhaps maybe he's the reason there's a sparrow in her heart. He, she, she doesn't need him. Yeah, and I think it's it does it kind of gets muddled in this track a little bit because in the the chorus, I guess, of this track, he's saying that he's looking around the corner where he left her. So mm-hmm. he he seems to be the the aggressor or the person that that initiated this conflict, I guess. Even though she's not, maybe that's why she's not like wanting to take him back. Maybe he fucked up, and she doesn't want to like let him back in yet. Um, I think yeah. at some point he also refers to alcohol being able to cure his his sorrows. Um, let me see if I can find the lyric here. Man, it's crazy because you'd think I'd. Like, I've listened to this song so many times, and you'd think I'd just be able to be like, oh, yeah, he says it right here in this lyric, but yeah, his music... Uh, I'm not saying it. Maybe it was... Oh, there it is. So he says, looking around the corner where I left you, wondering whatever led me there, knowing that a quiet, unconscious feeling could be bought to drown a memory anywhere. Okay, yeah. Um, so it kind of seems like maybe he, he, he was an alcoholic, or he got drunk and did something. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe he's just throwing that in there as like saying, well, I guess this is how I'm going to have to deal with it is by drinking. Yeah. 
Uh, I also like the song musically. It's probably my third favorite song behind the other two that we mentioned. It's man, three favorite songs. You must really songs. love this album. Three out of ten. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Next track, track Into nine of ten. Into the stream. This is the other song that was notably kind of in a religious context, and that it starts off seemingly in the perspective of God creating things for yes. for humans to experience. And then it kind of shifts to the perspective of the people. And then the people end up wreaking havoc on each other just to kind of test the boundaries. And that's kind of what the song is about to me is, is people kind of taking what they're given and seeing how far they can push that, even though it might not be the best idea or might not have the best outcome. I just, okay. So I 100% agree with you. Like this is, it seems to be a religious song. But as you were just saying that, I kind of had an idea like that maybe he is the religious figure because in this song, yeah, like in this song, like I guess, as it pertains to this song, because like in the gardener, he is the gardener. He is the one facilitating this whole facade of a relationship or whatever. He is the tallest man on earth, maybe in this song as it's talking from God's perspective, it could be that whatever stuff that he's creating in this nature is the relationship that he is trying to save. I'm not a hundred percent sure because like I said, I, it just, it was an idea that popped into my head yeah. while you were talking about it. But like, it seems like there could be something there and it, I don't know. Yeah. We'll just have to digest that a little bit and, and think about it. I'll read up on the lyrics a little bit later. <laughs> Yeah, there there was once there, the last verse of the song, I couldn't really get a, a good read on, and I, I was curious if you had any ideas. But he says, "Let's say goodbye to the weather girl. Just let her die. When we killed her sound, and when the screen is all dark and charged, the limousine will be parked outside in the street for us to throw into the stream." And I just I just couldn't really get a grasp on what all that meant. Oh my. Okay. Uh. <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 I mean, if you don't know either, that's fine. There was just a lot happening that that didn't really seem related to me. Yeah, like that... the weather girl killing the weather girl and killing her sound and the screen going dark and charged. Kind of sounds like he's turning off the TV, but I don't I don't know how that relates to a limousine being parked outside. And furthermore, how you would throw it into the stream or what that means. Maybe. Playing off of the f- the newly discovered fact that he is uh, <laughs> fact <laughs> that he, <laughs> that he is God in this song, the weather girl. So the God is in this song specifically talking about creating Earth. So maybe yep. the Earth is this love that they've created. The weather inherently decides what happens to Earth. So sure, maybe this. Person he's in a relation, yeah, he's in a relationship with is the weather girl, causing, creating this weather that is affecting his love that he has created for her. Maybe, maybe not even her love for him, yeah, but just the earth is what he has created for her, and she is affecting it directly, and, so, and not necessarily in a way that he's happy about. So he wants her out of the picture, perhaps. Yeah, and like. I don't know, talking about 
he's silenced her. Maybe whatever he's done has caused her to not communicate with him anymore. I'm just, I'm forming yeah, this. We're, in we're throwing my, spaghetti. In, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm forming this in my head as I'm speaking about it, but like, it's just, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, I, not, I don't know. This is the stuff I like about trying to figure out albums like this or songs like this is like, you just randomly get hit by something and it's like, yeah. it could mean this stuff, stuff but, clicks. And then it works with this and this and this and this, but it's, I don't know, a limousine, a dart is, I don't know, the, when the screen is all dark and charged, it definitely does sound like a TV like you were talking about. A limousine seems very, I don't glamorous. know. Glamorous. Yeah, glamorous, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to know. think there, more There's a lot of directions. We'll, oh, we'll, maybe we'll revisit this <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Shallow future, grave probably just all. part two. If, better idea, if you, the listener have any ideas or interpretations of this, throw it at us. I'd be interesting oh to see what, uh, if you guys can connect the dots for us. Please do. Maybe there's somebody smarter than me out there who can actually just listen to this album and understand it. <laughs> I mean, we, I'm sure we could probably get in contact with the tallest man on earth and ask him. We probably Shoot could an email or something. I'll just he go to his like YouTube a chill channel. Earth, dude. He, he definitely is like this guy, especially now. Oh man, you should like, yeah. The songs that he wrote for I Love You, It's a Fever Dream, he put out demos of all of them as he was writing them on his YouTube channel where he would just play them as he Hell was yeah. writing them. And That's he would dope. like be, talk about how we were the inspiration or like I was walking through New York and I thought about this and that's what inspired this song. But Hell yeah. Super cool. Yeah, it's very that's a very cool thing to do, I think, as a, as an artist, especially if you have an audience. Yeah. Oh my god. Take us home. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was just uh I was still trying to figure it out. But the last yep. song <laughs> This This Wind and this song it's I don't know, like the a lot of the album has been finger style, finger picking, like very complicated seeming guitar and banjo parts. This song yeah. is just it's just chords. And yep. It's, I don't know, like, I think maybe, because it's kind of a, a slow way to end the album. Like, I don't. Yeah, it kind of winds I, everything down a bit. Yeah, gets like. A bit real, I think. I don't know if he, I'm guessing he did that on purpose, like with the chords and like strumming the chords instead of the upbeat kind of finger style stuff yeah. that he's done previously. I mean, lyrically, but, uh, I, I think it makes sense. Uh, I couldn't really yeah. digest a lot of this song. Um, because he kind of goes into those weird abstract metaphors a lot more, I think. But it seemed to me to kind of be about time moving on and wearing us down, whether we like it or not. Yeah. It's just kind of a general theme. Uh, so he's, he says, damn be this wind, it's still moving on into the bones and the bed of my soul, kind of implying that it's like the wind is time, perhaps. Again, yeah. another nature thing that's just kind of wearing him, wearing him down. See how I took that. So the bird metaphor about birds being love and happiness and all that. Yeah. The wind is what kind of gives the birds flight. So it the wind That's true. Could, be the, could be this thing that can carry the love and nurture it and cause it to fly and all that. And he's saying. I, I, like, the, I like where we're going. 
from I'm with from you. his his point, he's saying you said, "Damn, be this wind, it's still moving on in the bed to of the my bones, bones. In the bed of my yeah, soul, bed of my soul." Yeah. So she's saying, "Damn, this wind, damn the things that are continuing this love to fly, even though yeah. there may be all of these other things that she's not happy or not sure about." She's saying, "Damn, be whatever this wind is that's carrying this." make me feel this love in the bed of my soul. Like, yeah. So, so you, you've kind of opened the door then for me. Um, the, the first and last verse, he's talking about a Raven. Mm -hmm. So it starts off. Nobody knew what the Raven would do. Nobody knew where, where their love would go or, or what it would do. But then at the end or towards the end, he says, and nobody said that the Raven was dead. So you hid, all your tears in the grass. So that that's kind of like wanting it to, to end perhaps along with what you were saying, but nobody's saying it's over. Nobody's like, nobody's ending it. So you're kind of hiding that you want it to end. You're, you're, you're sure it could look like do is what he says, but yeah. they're laughing at you, which again, he gets a, a bit weird and says they'll send the clowns when you're lost, which maybe is, is a diversion to like cheer you back up. And say like, hey, there's still something here. Like, be distracted by the clown and don't break up with me. Kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, man. There's some of that there. I guess, again, kind of like you, this stream of conscious. I'm just kind of babbling about things as they're coming into my mind. I think that makes sense. I think it makes sense. And that's what's yeah. great. Like, And he, he also see, mentions an eagle in the song, for what it's worth. Yeah. I do think it's weird. Not weird. I think he means something with the fact that the raven seems to be talking about, it seems to be the bird in this song that references her view, like what she's experiencing. And so, the eagle... so for him, it, it would be an eagle or even a bluebird as mentioned previously, mm -hmm. but from her perspective, it's a raven, which is general, generally like associated with negativity and death. Yeah. Huh. Maybe, maybe we just figured something out, man. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a good theory, and it's the best. Uh, it's it's much better than my time theory, but maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe it had yeah. a, a double double meaning in there. I think it could because I mean, birds have a dis like a distinct relation with the seasons. Birds migrate in certain seasons, go leave. They just leave, and yeah. it seems like. The fall and the winter were two seasons that were brought up. The birds leave, are leaving in the fall and are gone in the winter. So right. So yeah, it, it could tie back to like everything else on this album. The the line <sighs> specifically in this track that kind of put me on the the whole time thing. He says, "As the buildings grew high, you knew nothing about time, but an arrow just brushing your chin, which time is often referred to as an arrow. Yeah, uh, or at least it travels and as an arrow would." But yeah, so I kind of like latched onto that. But uh, yeah, I, th I think there's a lot going on in that song and in this album that it takes a lot more processing, I think, to get to the, yeah. to the truth or the heart of it. Overall, this album, I like it musically, but as we've discussed, it's a bit much to process lyrically, which I'm, I don't want to say that I, I dislike that per se, but a, I don't listen to, to lyrics a lot in general. Yeah. Uh, so when I do tend to focus on them, 
they don't have to be super simple and poppy, but there's a lot of convoluted metaphors that, that are kind of unnecessary, which again, I think could be due to him being Swedish and using Swedish references or idioms or whatever, or mm-hmm. just him using English in a foreign way. But yeah, I, I, I don't hate this album and it's fun enough to listen to. I don't know if I was in the right mindset to listen to this album and enjoy it in full. Um, So I think I'll come back to it at some point, or at least this guy's music at some point. I really liked the theme of nature kind of recurring throughout, you know, with the seasons and with the sun and the rain and the thunder and the scenery and stuff that he, that he comes with it. But uh, I don't know. I'm just not crazy about it. Oh, okay. Like I can, everything you've said is completely like I can completely understand it. There's nothing where I'm like, well, I don't know about that. I don't. I don't, I don't like, <laughs> You're wrong. Yeah, because uh, oh man, like I said, I've I've been listening to this guy for se- six years now. Six, I don't know, six or seven, maybe. Sure. Since like 2013 ish. Yeah. And I still don't know what, like, half of the songs are fully about. Like, I can get right. the general theme of the song, I guess, but I don't I don't know exactly what he's saying. Yeah, and I, I think it's a fine enough album for me to just turn off my brain and, and enjoy it the way I enjoy a lot of music, which is without paying much attention to the lyrics. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it's just because I was forced to, and by forced, I mean I'm forcing myself, not that there's an outside <laughs> force. Uh, making me do this, but to interpret lyrics because I'm trying to get better with it. But uh, I don't know. It it, it kind of left a bad t- taste. Not really like having a clue. I'm relieved that you also don't have uh, the strongest <laughs> firm answers for some of the stuff. But yeah, I just I don't know if it's it's not something I want to spend my time doing right now, specifically yeah. with this album because a I enjoy the music. But uh, I I think there are more entertaining things for me to listen to. With yeah. it. Uh, no offense to the tallest man on earth, if if you're listening. <laughs> now he's listening and he's crying the whole time. <laughs> he's gonna write a song about me and stealing is. his birds. No, he's gonna write an he's gonna write an album about you. That's <laughs> just the whole album. I would yep. recommend though, if because I'd say to listen to. I love you. It's a fever dream. As okay. if you if you are to revisit him. Oh, I will for sure. I, I again, I I don't want to just push this off and, and say it's bad. Or it's there's uh, it's not a full album. I'll have to double check what the name of it is. I think it's an EP, and I believe it's called "Sometimes the Blues Just a Passing Bird." Uh, yep. Twenty ten. Uh, yep. Sometimes the blues is just a passing bird. I recommend either that or I love you. It's a fever dream. If you're going to come both? or both or there's, you know what? Actually scrap. Sometimes there's it's blue. The blue is just a passing bird. Do uh, there's no leaving now. Okay. It's a full okay. album. Yeah. Either that or I love you. It's a fever dream. I will tell you, I love you. It's a fever dream would probably be more up your alley. It's, more okay. instrumentation, more polished. I guess I, not saying that you don't like not polished music, but I'd no, say I mean, that's, it's that's totally fair. 
I'd say it's more up your alley, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I do, and I think um, maybe that's that's why I enjoy speaking to you on music is because we have very different perspectives on music, and we have very different backgrounds with music. Which again, okay. I know we keep saying we need to have uh, an episode dedicated to kind of explaining that, but we do. Uh, I I think it's very valid for you to call me out on having a more i guess traditional sense of music or uh impression of music um so i'm, I'm not gonna get offended by you drawing that conclusion because no, better not from my perspective looking at you you listen to a lot more raw and unpolished music that oh I'm i do not generally into see that's the thing like i don't know i could listen to somebody just screaming yeah for for a while and it's like i don't know i have literally no boundaries on what music is as long as it's noise that affects you it like alters you in some way like that is music and that is very fair that i would enjoy but that that's a discussion for another for another time i guess we'll get there because i'll 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 just talk forever yeah, we'll both probably maybe have our own episode of yeah. just kind of uh, telling our story. But uh, next week, this coming week, I always do this. Next week, we will be discussing <laughs> Melodrama by Lord. Uh, it's her second album. It's, let me see when it came out. I should I should have done this, 2017. So it's fairly recent. We're, we're going to be listening to that album this week and discussing it next week. So if you guys want to listen please do so. If you guys have any notes or thoughts on this album that we've just listened to by the tallest man on earth, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, we're all over the place now. Um, so reach out, let us know what you think. Listen with us to melodrama by Lord for this coming week. I guess until next week, stay in our feedback. Bye.